Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. In 1974, Elizabeth Ballard penned the late tale of Teddy Stoddard. Jean Thompson stood in front of her fifth grade class on the very first day of school in the fall and told the children a lie. Like most teachers, she looked at her pupils and said that she loved them all the same and that she would treat them all alike. However, that was impossible because there in the front row, slumped in his seat, was the little boy named Teddy Stoddard. Mrs. Thompson had watched Teddy the year before and noticed that he did not play well with the other children. And his clothes were always messy and then he constantly needed a bath. In addition, Teddy could be unpleasant. It got to the point during the first few months that she would actually take delight in marking his papers with a broad red pen, making bold X's, and then marking the F at the top of the paper, biggest of all. Because Teddy was a sullen little boy, no one else seemed to enjoy him either. At the school where Mrs. Thompson taught, she was required to review each child's records and she put Teddy's off until last. When she opened his file, she was in for a big surprise. Her first grade teacher wrote, Teddy is a bright, inquisitive child with a ready laugh. He does his work neatly and has good manners. He is a joy to be around. His second grade teacher wrote, Teddy is an excellent student, well-liked by his classmates, but he's troubled because his mother has a terminal illness and life at home must be a struggle. His third grade teacher wrote, Teddy continues to work hard, but his mother's death has been hard on him. He tries to do his best, but his father doesn't show much interest and his home life will soon affect him if some steps aren't taken. Teddy's fourth grade teacher wrote, Teddy is withdrawn and doesn't show much interest in school. He doesn't have many friends and sometimes he sleeps in class. He is tardy and could become a problem. By now, Mrs. Thompson realized the problem, but Christmas was coming fast and it was all that she could do with the school play and all until the day before the holidays began and she was suddenly forced to focus on Teddy Stoddard. Her children brought her presents all in beautiful ribbon and bright paper, except for Teddy's, which was clumsily wrapped in the heavy brown paper of a grocery bag. Mrs. Thompson took pains to open it in the middle of the other presents. Some of the children started to laugh when she found a rhinestone bracelet with some of the stones missing and a bottle that was one quarter full of perfume. She stifled the children's laughter when she exclaimed how pretty the bracelet was putting it on and dabbed some of the perfume behind her wrists. Teddy started, stayed behind just long enough to say, Mrs. Thompson, today you smell just like my mom used to. After the children left, she cried for at least an hour. On that very day, Mrs. Thompson quit teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic. Instead, she began to teach children. Jean Thompson paid particular attention to the one they all called Teddy. As she worked with him, his mind seemed to come alive. The more she encouraged him, the faster he responded. On the days that there were an important test, Mrs. Thompson would remember to wear that perfume. By the end of the year, Teddy had become one of the smartest children in the class and despite her lie that she would love them all the same, Teddy became one of her teacher's pets. A year later, she found a note under her door from Teddy telling her that she was still the best teacher he ever had in his whole life. Six years went by before she got another note from Teddy. He then wrote that he had finished high school, third in his class, and she was still the best teacher he had ever had in life. Four years after that, 
She got another letter saying that while things had been tough at times, he stayed in school, he stuck with it, and would soon graduate from college with the highest of honors. He assured Mrs. Thompson that she was still the best and favorite teacher he had ever had in his whole life. Then four more years passed and yet another letter came. This time he explained that after he got his bachelor's degree, he decided to go a little further. The letter explained that she was still the best teacher and his favorite teacher that he had ever had. But now his name was a little longer. The letter was signed Theodore F. Stoddard, MD. The story does not end there. You see, there was yet another letter that spring. Teddy said that he had met this girl and he was going to be married. He explained that his father had died a couple of years prior and he was wondering if Mrs. Thompson might agree to sit at the wedding in the place that was usually reserved for the mother of the groom. Of course, Mrs. Thompson did. And guess what? She wore that bracelet, the one with several rhinestones missing. And she made sure that she was wearing the perfume that Teddy remembered his mother wearing on their last Christmas together. They hugged each other and Dr. Stoddard whispered in Mrs. Thompson's ear, thank you, Mrs. Thompson, for believing in me. Thank you so much for making me feel important and showing me that I can make a difference. Mrs. Thompson, with tears in her eyes, whispered back. She said, Teddy, you have it all wrong. You were the one that taught me that I could make a difference. I didn't know how to teach until I met you. Here's the lesson to take with you into your day. You never can tell what type of impact you make on another's life by your actions or maybe even by your lack of action. Consider this fact as you travel among the precious souls that you encounter throughout your day and throughout your life. What are you doing to make an impact on somebody else's life?